Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency? It's because we burn through the super mineral so quickly. Now, this powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 600 reactions in the body. Now, it is your best friend if you need more energy, better sleep, a faster metabolism, improved digestion, and not to mention happier periods. And you can quickly replenish your magnesium levels with my Essentially Whole Magnesium Restore Supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Use promo code PODCAST and get 10% off your entire order at drmarisa.com slash magnesium. Now I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode to make it easy. Go and try it out today. There is so much that we get wrong when it comes to measuring and testing female hormones. And I'm talking about doctors. What's the point of diagnostic tests if they're wrong and they lead women down the wrong path? That's why so many doctors will tell you it's simply not worth running your hormone labs. But I beg to differ. I feel that there are times when it's important to have this information, especially when it comes to your sex hormones, especially when it comes to progesterone as you're heading into perimenopause. Now, today's episode is fully devoted to the breakdown of how to measure progesterone correctly and what you can do if your levels are lower than optimal when they're not supposed to be, which is the case for over 50% of women over the age of 35, myself included. So first, I want to lay the groundwork for what is happening and how progesterone is being released and when you should expect to have an increase in progesterone during your ovulatory cycle. Now, just note that the other time you'll experience a significant rise in progesterone is during pregnancy. Now, progesterone is released by the corpus luteum. This is a follicle that was emptied when the egg was released during ovulation. Now, ovulation, which I like to call the main event of the ovulatory cycle, typically occurs around day 13 to day 16 of your cycle, depending on the length of your cycle. Now, a normal cycle can range from 24 to 33 days. Now, in a nutshell, maintaining a healthy corpus luteum is the only way to make progesterone. In order to maintain robust progesterone levels, you also need to have a healthy luteal phase during your cycle. Now, the luteal phase is the second phase of your cycle leading up to your period. Now, if you're wondering why progesterone is only released after ovulation, well, here's why. Progesterone is one of the most important hormones needed to sustain a healthy pregnancy. And its name says it all, progestation. Progesterone works to mature the uterine lining, readying the uterus for potential pregnancy. And progesterone has many other benefits, which I also go into in yesterday's episode, episode 479, right? It's all the superpowers. Well, it's not all, but it's a good chunk of the superpowers that progesterone is working for you. Now, ample progesterone levels lessen PMS symptoms and lessen periods. It also reduces inflammation, supports happy neurotransmitters, is known as a neurosteroid, calms the brain, regulates the immune system, supports healthy thyroid brain, bones, and breasts, and it keeps estrogen's drama in check. If you want to know more, again, go and check out episode 479. 
Now that you know some of the, like a very small version of some of the most important benefits, I wanna go into the nitty gritty of this episode. And that is how to begin to uncover if you have low progesterone, right? And there are obviously very clear symptoms, right? That is clear as day. But sometimes we want to have a test that confirms it. I get it. I'm about to test my progesterone levels next month, right after I'm done breastfeeding, because I want to just see where they're at once done with this breastfeeding journey. I know that breastfeeding can throw off my levels, and so I kind of wanted to wait, but I'm at a place where I'm really curious to see what's going on with my progesterone levels, and I'm going to be testing them exactly how I, I share with you today. So the first thing to look at is your cycle especially your luteal phase, the phase that maintains your progesterone levels. You can detect your luteal phase by tracking your basal body temperature, which is measured under the tongue with a thermometer first thing in the morning before you get out of bed. This is typically around day 14 to 18 of your cycle if your cycle is normal. So what's gonna happen is progesterone increases resting temperature your and your metabolic rate on top of that, but it'll increase your resting temperature by 0.5 degrees. And this is literally where we know the luteal phase kicks off. So right when ovulation stops or right when ovulation happens, right after that, your progesterone is going to get released by that corpus luteum and immediately you're going to see a shift in your basal body temperature by 0.5 degrees on that thermometer. And that tells us that progesterone is humming, it's raising. And it's going to stay at that higher temperature for an average of 10 to 14 days, followed by your period and bleeding. Now, if your temperature goes up, but you don't get your period 10 to 14 days later, then congratulations, you're pregnant. Finally, if your temperature doesn't go up at the start of the luteal cycle around day 14 to 18, then it was an anovulatory cycle and you're making no progesterone this month. And ovulatory cycles can result due to estrogen dominance, hormonal imbalance, severe PMS symptoms, infertility, thyroid issues. Like there's a lot of reasons why we end up getting an ovulatory cycles. And we can get into that as well. Also, an ovulatory cycles start to naturally occur when we are heading into, we're in perimenopause, right? Because we're in that transition of exiting out of our, of having an ovulatory cycle. So now that I shared some of the concerns around why we would see an, an ovulatory cycle or we would see no progesterone during the luteal phase, I just want to share so what are the signs to look out for? Like, what should you be looking out for? The first thing to be looking out for is if you are tracking your mental cycle, which I highly recommend by, you know, not only having an app, but also measuring your basal temperature every single day, your basal body temperature. Um, and the two apps I recommend are Kendara and Flow, but there's a lot of great apps out there, whatever one that works best for you. And here's what to look out for when you are actually tracking your menstrual cycle slash ovulatory cycle. So low temperatures in the luteal phase, because again, progesterone is designed to raise that body temperature. If you see that there's no body temperature change throughout that 28-day cycle or whatever, whatever number your cycle lands on, that's an indicator, right? A short luteal phase or no luteal phase. So a healthy luteal phase should be at least 11 days. And then spotting during the luteal phase because progesterone helps to hold that uterine lining. So no spotting should occur. So it's really important to note here because these are a lot of the symptoms that we start to see in 
early to mid, like mid phase of perimenopause as well. But obviously these types of indicators can be anytime, right? You can be in your 20s, you can be in your 30s. This is important to note because I know for me, these symptoms or these indicators were things that I noticed in my 30s when I had really low progesterone levels. So it can happen before perimenopause. Now, the best way to test for progesterone deficiency is to track your cycle and your basal body temperature daily. As for testing progesterone levels, when it comes to actual testing, like in a lab, my go-to recommendation is the Dutch test. Now, what I love about this test is it looks at all of your hormones and their metabolites, which gives you a much clearer picture at the root cause of the problem. So we can see what's the interplay between progesterone and testosterone. What's the interplay between estrogen and progesterone? What's the interplay between cortisol, DHEA, and progesterone? It puts all the pieces together. So it's really nice. You get one composite review of all of these labs and it can really speak into what's going on. So optimal range of progesterone is greater than eight nanomoles per milliliter or 25 nanomoles per liter. Those are just the numbers we're looking for. When it comes to actually testing progesterone, there is a very, very small window. And this is when progesterone is at its highest, which is about halfway through your luteal phase. In other words, when you're about five to seven days after ovulation and five to seven days before your period. So what I always tell women is like, if you know what day your period is, count seven days back from that, right? So that's what I recommend. It's literally, if your period starts on Saturday, then that like the coming up Saturday, then that Saturday before, seven days prior, that's when you actually test it because that window is going to really give us a good sense. Now, if your cycle is regular, let's say a 28 to 29 day cycle, the day to test is between day 21 and day 22 of your cycle, which is approximately seven days before your period. However, I get that a normal cycle can be shorter or longer than 28 days, which is why it's important to measure your cycle to know when to measure progesterone. Other examples, if you have a 22-day cycle, test progesterone on approximately day 15. If you have a 30-day cycle, test progesterone on approximately day 23. And if you have a 35-day cycle, you want to test progesterone on day 28, right? So it can really vary. You can imagine if you're running a 25-day cycle and you test on day 22, it's too late. Like it basically progesterone is already on a, the downward swing. It's already dropping significantly because you're only just like, you're a couple days away from your period and from progesterone being at its lowest of low. That's why it's so important to really know these things. And it's important to let your doctor know because some a lot of them don't know this, by the way. A lot of doctors will test your progesterone hormone or your hormones on hormonal birth control, or they'll test it during the follicular cycle. They don't even ask, which is mind-blowing. The other really important thing to note when it comes to testing progesterone levels is do not test if you are on hormonal birth control. I know I just mentioned that a second ago, but let me just dive into this a little bit deeper. Hormonal birth control suppresses ovulation and progesterone. Your period is not a real period. It's a pill bleed. If you are trying to conceive, by the way, give yourself several months off the pill for your hormones to come back online. I say at least 90 days and that you begin ovulation again. Again, super important to be tracking this so that you know. And for some women, it can take many, many months depending on the type of birth control that you're on. Again, if you go back, I know it may be a little bit of searching. I wanna say I did that episode in September of 2022, but I actually break down 
what birth control can take the longest to get your ovulatory cycle back. Now that you know what signs to look out for and how to test accurately for progesterone, I want to share what you can do to get your progesterone levels back on track. Just note that my recommendations are not going to surprise you and they're going to be very similar all three days this week because again, my recommendations are my recommendations. So first things first, we really got to get stress under control. So if you ever noticed then when you have a really crazy stressful month, your period comes at you with a vengeance, right? And it's often the month before. So let, let's say you had a, I don't know, a stressful holiday season in November and December. Well, your periods in January and February are probably going to be a little bit more intense than the rest of the year because your all of the stress and the sugar and the alcohol and the lack of sleep and the travel and all and the drama whatever you were dealing with during the holiday season is going to come to bite you in January and February so I don't know if you've had your period yet in January if you're still cycling but just like fill it out how was it for you right I'm not gonna lie I definitely indulged and enjoyed December in a little bit of November I was pretty on point after the flu in December, I kind of I kind of went and just had a little bit more fun. I was super solid in November and into December, but I will say that my period this month was definitely spicier than normal, and I knew it. You know, you kind of know that that's going to be the case because December was a little bit of a rocky month, so just something to be looking out for. Next, supplementation to address underlying nutrient deficiencies. It's no surprise progesterone needs specific minerals, cofactors, and vitamins to function. I mean, you've got to create progesterone from somewhere, not to mention ovulation, not to mention in your entire cycle, right? Your progesterone robust levels really rely on the health of your entire cycle. And the health of your entire cycle relies on adequate nutrients in order for it to work, just like the rest of your body. But equally so, remember, like the most mitochondria in concentration are in your ovaries, in women's ovaries, not even men's testes. There's 15,000 mitochondria, 10 to 15,000 mitochondria per cell in our ovaries. No surprise. I mean, we're literally making life. I think that we average like five to 10,000 in our brain and our heart, right? And like one to 3,000 in every single cell in the body. You can imagine it takes a lot of nutrients to run all of those mitochondria. So you want to make sure that you're getting adequate amounts of zinc, activated B vitamins. I'm talking methylated B vitamins, omegas, magnesium, iron. I have a little longer list than this, but those are the non-negotiables. And I formulated effective women's hormone supplements that specifically address low progesterone and estrogen dominance. So what I love about this particular supplement, which is my hormone balance, it contains methylated B vitamins, magnesium, calcium deglutarate, and the most effective herbs to promote ovulation and progesterone levels. One of them is Vitex, right? Along with other herbs to promote a healthy luteal cycle. I absolutely love this blend. It has been a lifesaver for me and hundreds of other women who are taking it right now. Actually, thousands of other women that are taking it right now. We have hundreds and hundreds of women on subscription for hormone balance. I take hormone balance every single day. It has been a game changer. As I mentioned in the last episode, or maybe it was this episode, that I lean estrogenic. I will lean towards estrogen dominance. And in order to keep these hormones happy and in sync, hormone balance has been a just a beautiful game changer for me. So I will have the link for hormone balance in the show notes for this episode. And then equally important, again, is to address any type of root causes like 
dairy sensitivities, gut issues, liver issues, a leaky gut, thyroid disease, or insulin resistance, right? Anything that could be impacting your menstrual cycle. The biggest things that impact our menstrual cycle is going to be a thyroid issue, insulin resistance, inflammatory issues like a gut issue, and any other type of inflammatory root cause that may be going on. Maybe there's some type of, like it said, gluten sensitivity or dairy sensitivity, all of these things it's worth looking at. One of the reasons why I created my 14-day detox, which we're in week two right now, is that Often we don't know where the inflammatory root cause is. And so 14 days of like cleaning up shops, supporting the gut, supporting the liver, clearing inflammation. I mean, I will tell you women who have had severe PCOS symptoms, polycystic ovarian symptoms for decades, all of a sudden get their period like a normal cadence. Like how incredible is that? That is how powerful a really great, gosh, 14 day to 21 day protocol can be. The other thing I recommend if the natural away isn't working for you, if you need something yesterday or last month, it's my natural progesterone serum, especially during perimenopause and menopause. It's over the counter. It's a topical 2% natural progesterone that works for women in perimenopause, especially. But honestly, I've used, I used it to get pregnant. I recommend 20 milligrams, which is a quarter teaspoon applied to the hands, thighs, and stomach area. Once a day, I typically recommend in the morning or in the evening, totally up to you. And this is what it's designed to do. It's designed to boost and restore progesterone levels. And literally, we're talking 30 to 60 days. Like in 30 days, you will be a different person. All the superpowers that I talk about regarding progesterone in yesterday's episode, episode 479, that's what this does. It, it literally brings you back to life. So it's worth checking it out. It's on sale right now. It's going to be on sale for, I think, until tomorrow evening. And it works so well that we run out of it all the time. I'm constantly having to restock it. I'm never buying enough of it, obviously. And you can go and get it in the Essentially Whole store. I will have the link for both Hormone Balance and for Progesterone Store in the show notes. I hope that today you learned when to test progesterone levels, if your doctor is not down for it or they don't care when to test it, like educate them, school them. I know it sucks to have to advocate for ourselves, but it's mind blowing that so many doctors still don't know. How is it 2023 and we are still educating our practitioners? That's just the way it is. And so, you know, you can always order the Dutch test online and do it at home. It's an at-home test anyway, if you know like when to test it and take it into your own hands. Again, Tomorrow, I'm going to be going over the most common and disruptive symptoms of progesterone deficiency of low progesterone. And if you mark, like check all the boxes or most of the boxes, it's really up to you to get that, to kind of get that confirmation on the labs. But it's safe to say that you're probably struggling with low progesterone levels. It's one of the first hormones to go. If you're in perimenopause, if you're in your early to mid 40s, even into your late 40s, I mean, you can test it to see how low it is, but best believe it's low. Like by the time we're in our mid 40s, we're down like 70% of progesterone. And that's why things can get so dicey and they can get so crazy is because that superpower hormone, it's moving away really fast. It's like dropping down very quickly. And it's hard. You know, we, our hormones were not made to withstand the amount of stress that this modern life is bringing to the table. We are doing the most more than ever today. We have more stress today, more anxiety, less emotional grit. There's days where we really struggle. And it's unfair when you're having a hard time, when a life event happens, 
and you don't have the hormones to support your emotional and mental resilience. It super sucks. So I'm a big proponent of why let it suck? Like, let's do something about it. And that's what I love about the Progest Restore Serum is it's easy to apply, it's safe, it's effective, you can play with the dosage, it's easy to, to go to a half dose, a full dose, a dose and a half, like really figure out what the sweet spot is for you. And like anything, we kind of just have to figure out that sweet spot, right? Like when it comes to supplementation or when it comes to food, when it comes to exercise, when it comes to sleep, we're always just kind of figuring out and optimizing what works best for us. Same thing with this supplement is really just figuring out what works best for you. Well, if you loved learning about your progesterone hormone today and how to test for it and how to really track your menstrual cycle, your ovulatory cycle, I mean, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a quick review, like real quick, like just put the little stars in. That way we get more women listening, more women being educated, more women becoming the CEO of their health. Till the next episode, have an amazing day. 